0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of The First and Orange Podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, SIsportsbook.com. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman, joined by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran as usual. We've got a packed show for you here previewing the Broncos Thursday Night Football showdown at the Cleveland Browns. First, we'll talk about what went wrong against the Raiders in the embarrassment at Empower Field. Also, what went wrong for the Browns against undefeated Arizona this past week. The challenges of the short week, especially coming off three straight losses for the Broncos, how to block Miles Garrett up front, the challenge for the Broncos offensive line, and Vic's confidence despite the recent skid. So we'll start off here, Ryan, on the first Orange Podcast presented by SI Sportsbook recapping with what you like to call what was a melee at mile high or
1: mayhem at mile mayhem high. Cause, mile. cause your, your suggestion was to mention a sponsor who is not paying to sponsor this podcast.
0: Oh, you're right. So the dollars talk. Yeah. Uh, how so after they... the debacle in the desert last year, now let's recap what happened That's this past right. Sunday in the 34, 24. And it wasn't even that close. No. The Raiders. I mean,
1: the Raiders were up 31, 10 throttle back. Just want to get out of there with the win. I mean, I think it was a total system breakdown. I mean, this was a game the Broncos had to win. They were favored. They were playing a team with an interim coach, a new play caller on offense, a division game on their home field, and they laid an egg after that first drive. So, hey, maybe they figure out some things on offense. Well, they didn't. It went back to, you know, being three and out and long third downs and punting, and you know, then add to the fact that Teddy Bridgewater had four turnovers. So it was a it was a mess. And defensively, we'll get to them in a little bit. Uh, very concerning because you felt going into this season offensively, they're going to be a, if, they, if they really click, they're going to be 23, 24 points a game. Defensively, they're supposed to that should be enough. But they're de- now that Broncos defense is failing. And that's the biggest concern if you're them.
0: So you mentioned Broncos found success early on offense, breaking that streak of 24 straight games without an opening drive TD. Changed that with the Bridgewater to Tim Patrick, touchdown connection there in the first quarter. But after that, it was pretty much all downhill. And you mentioned Teddy Bridgewater, four turnovers, three picks, one fumble. And coming into the game, Broncos had just had four turnovers overall. So wheels came off there, and the wheels came off for the secondary for a third straight week. Yeah, and
1: just to re- just to go back one second, and you know they score that opening touchdown, and then also late third, late first quarter, they have a fourth and two at their own thirty-seven, and Vic decides to go for it. I totally, I mean, I totally support that decision because they've had a lot of success on fourth down. I liked it. My thing was the play call is you got Javante Williams, who's a bulldozer, who can fall forward. Give me your best running play. Get that first down. It didn't end up costing the Broncos in terms of points to the Raiders since the field goal, but that play would have given them some momentum to say, hey, Vic trusted us, went and got the first down, maybe got a field goal out of it, and would have taken the lead at 10-7. So, but you mentioned the secondary. They just fell apart. I mean, and it's all levels. It's not just the corners and the safeties. It's the linebackers. And Las Vegas had seven completions of at least 25 yards. Think, think about how tough that is to do in this league, to get that many big plays in one game. It started off early with Ruggs, then Waller, then Jacobs, then Edwards, then Renfro. I mean, it was an equal opportunity, big play day for the Raiders. And if you're a big Fangio, you're saying, okay, now what?
0: Yeah, not a good day for that Broncos secondary, which coming into the season was supposed to be the pillar of strength for the defense which was also supposed to be good. And, you know, to give the Broncos credit, entering last week, they were top five, six, in basically all the major defensive categories, but didn't show on Sunday against the Raiders. And now a short week here, going to the dog pound, playing the Browns. We're coming off a tough loss to the Cardinals. And, Ryan, you broke down that film. What did you see there as the Browns head into this game with Baker Mayfield? He's got that left shoulder injury. It was dislocated in the game, and they've got some issues at running back as well.
1: Yeah, the Browns are banged up. And you know, start with the Arizona game. Arizona themselves with an interim coach because Cliff Kingsbury was on the COVID list and a new play caller, the offensive line coach, Sean Cooler, who was here with the Broncos back in 18. And the Cardinals did whatever they wanted. They created some takeaways. They had some short fields. They were great on third down. I mean, Cleveland's defense gave up several third and long plays. But, so you know,
0: real quick, are the six no cards are for real? Are they- um. <sighs>
1: We'll see. I they're think, not
0: six zero, but they're a good team.
1: They're six and zero, but I don't think they're the best team in their division. I still, you know, I think the Rams are probably better, even though they've lost to Arizona. But you mentioned Cleveland's injuries. As we record this on Tuesday afternoon, Nick Chubb, the starting running back, has already been ruled out with a calf injury. He didn't play last week either. Um, Kareem Hunt is out on IR with an injury sustained late in the Carlo game. So that's their top two tailbacks. And the Browns lead the league in rushing, so they have to pivot a little bit. Odell Beckham Jr. is dealing with a shoulder. Mayfield's dealing with a non throwing shoulder. Jarvis Landry with an MCL is out. And here's the big thing their left tackle, Jedrick Wills, and their right tackle, Jack Conklin, with knee injuries, did not play against Arizona. They had to go two backups. So if I'm the Broncos, they say, okay, if they have those filling guys, either yeah, it's going to be got to be a big Von Miller night, or you got to send some extra guys to see how their communication is up front. 'Cause right now this Bronco defense is not doing enough in the pass rush game, and specifically their defensive linemen. You're not you're not even hearing their name called during the game. It's on Draymond Jones, it's on Shelby Harris to create some kind of interior pass rush on third down. So teams can't just double team or chip Von Miller. Vaughn's gotta be better too. And because what Vic is looking at right now is he's having to send linebackers just to create pressure. Well that leaves open open areas of grass in the middle of the field for these completions to happen.
0: First Orange Podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. Great new player in the sports gambling space. And let's take a listen in from our sponsor.
2: Nothing else in the world can hold a candle to sports. It's why true fans actually cry when their team loses a close one and why we channel the memory of a goldfish to believe again before the next game. Teams can be beaten, but true fans are invincible. At Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, we get that, all of it. Because we love sports, too. We also happen to have the knowledge that comes from working alongside more athletes and coaches than any other sports book on the planet. We understand the game, not just the spread. So we made the sports book only Sports Illustrated could deliver. Sports Illustrated Sportsbook. The sports book by sports people. Download the SI Sportsbook app today. New players, when you bet $10, get $50 in free bets. New players only. Players must be over 21 located in Colorado. Qualifying bet $10 or more. Minimum odds minus 150. Free bet tokens credited after bet is settled and expire after seven days. Free bet stakes not included in winnings. Promo expires 12-31-21. Full terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
0: And back to the show here on the First Norwich podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook. Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. So, Broncos have lost three straight. Season is circling the drain. How do the Broncos get it back on track here in a very short week where Vic Fangio acknowledged the practices slash walkthroughs are going to be very low tempo?
1: Well, a running joke we always had in Jacksonville when they were losing games, but they put in the hours, they put in the work, is they should try one week to just do nothing. Just say, hey, have a game plan meeting and show up on Sunday and play the game. Well, that's basically what Thursday night games have become. It's all walkthroughs, and, you know, as Vic Fangio said, they're going to have to strain the brain and, you know, pick up their stuff. Sweat to, in the meeting room. It's sweat, sweat in the meeting room, yeah, um, unless the air conditioner is broken or something. But maybe this quick turnaround is best for a team that has to have their confidence rattled, shaken, questioning themselves, wondering if this is going to be another lost season. Maybe just buckling up and getting on the plane and going and play the game will be the best for them. Couple things, they got to start creating some takeaways. They got one in the last three games, coincidentally, all losses after getting five in the first three games. So they got to flip that around a little bit, you know, give their offense some shorter fields. Last week, the Bronco offense started no drives in Las Vegas territory. Folks, as you guys know, this is not an offense built to go 80 yards on a regular basis. So get a turnover, score a touchdown on defense, maybe have a pulse on special teams. And, you know, create some ways to get some momentum within a game instead of falling behind by double digits. And here's the other thing. It's, it's two things from Pat Shermer. You know, I, I, I'm an untrained eye. I'm just a guy with a pencil, even though I use pens. It's time to say, Javante Williams, the training wheels are off. This is going to be your game. You're going to, you know, if it goes well, you're going to get 25 carries because he does something in each game that gives a sideline, gives the crowd energy. Melvin Gordon is not doing that. Second of all, I'd run a trick play. See if Cleveland will bite on it because the Broncos have shown no window dressing so far in, t- in terms of the trick play. Maybe that's a way to get a chunk play down the field.
0: First Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. Check them out on Twitter, too, at SIBetting. And, Ryan, they're going to have a problem up front. Pat Shermer is, and Mike Munchak more specifically, in scheming, against Miles Garrett and how to contain him. 8 sacks so far. He's really tearing it up. So, how do the Broncos keep Garrett from being a game wrecker that he has been so far through the first 6 games?
1: Yeah, um you'll know, help. I mean, they, the, the Browns move Garrett around. And if I'm Cleveland looking at the Bronco tape, I feel good about my matchup against Miles Garrett against Garrett Bowles or Bobby Massey. So do you keep an extra tight end like a Sobert, which would allow Noah Fant to run routes? Do you you know make sure a running back chips him on the way out to their uh, pass pass route? So, you know, Miles leads the league with eight sacks, Clowney to me is not a bit, he's he, he was phasy. He's never been a factor. He keeps on finding teams, but you know, this is all about Garrett and you know, um, if I'm the Broncos, it's, hey, quick throws, try and stay at a third and long. Give yourself some options on third and three, third and two, third and four, where you can maybe run it a little bit. And, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, the way he walked out to the walkthrough today, did not look like a guy who's going to be scrambling a lot. Granted, it's still two days to the game. But I, I believe on one of those plays late in the game, he got stepped on. Yeah, deal with that foot
0: injury there. So. Which,
1: God, that hurts like a you-know-what because it basically, every time you put pressure on it. There's a little bit of a ache, but I'm sure he's getting treatment. But, you know, one thing Mark Kisla and I debated uh, in Tuesday's paper was, you know, do we see Drew Locke in this game?
0: Did you I, say Brett Rippin? Or, yeah, oh, I'm sorry, Drew Locke. Okay, uh, well, continue on.
1: <laughs> to me, Rippin would be... Uh, <laughs> uh, the break a, a class in case church. of emergency. Yeah, yeah, yes, well, but, I, I would give a shot. But, you know, maybe this is, you know, where Teddy is limited and, they you know, Drew Locke gets in there at some point. But, you know, I want, just want to throw it back to you. One thing you quoted Vic on in Tuesday's paper, and something I've always asked coaches in times of adversity. What can you hang your hat on? What are you doing well right now that can lift everything up that's not going well? He gave a roundabout answer.
0: He did, and he, he basically listed off some things that have been so, so, so far and pretty good through the first three games or some of these things. Not so good obviously through the last three when they've lost the O line. He mentioned the O line specifically. hey he said, hey, we believe in this O line that they're a good O line. Well, last few games, it's been a little suspect. The running backs. he said, you know Javante and Melvin, then he dropped Mike Boone in there by name. He feels confident they can get him going. He also specifically mentioned Cortland and Tim Patrick. They've played above grade. I mean Cortland and Tim, maybe some of the best offensive performances so far. Besides Javante Williams and, and Teddy was pretty good through the thre- first three and a half games or so. But and then you also mentioned Teddy Bridgewater and, you know, their confidence that he can still lead this team on, on sustained drives and down the field. And then also he mentioned the secondary, which a m- couple minor injuries here so far. And, of course, Michael Jamudi has yet to play. But he said they've gone relatively unscathed and they have comparative, especially to the linebacker core. So they're going to have to pick it up, and they have, as we discussed, played poorly the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the linebacker. Is looks like right now your starters in the base defense are Justin Sternad and Micah Kaiser. You know, Alexander Johnson out for the year, Barron Browning out for this game with a concussion, just not enough time during a short week to, to pass those protocols. Going back to Vic's answer on the question about, you know, what what can you guys hang your hat on, I, I'll agree with him on a couple of things. You know, Sutton and Patrick are, are doing fine at receiver. Williams and Gordon are doing fine at running back, but they're only as valuable as if you get a lead where you can lean on that run game. They've been falling behind; they've had to get away from it. Uh, to me, the offensive line has not been very good. I think it's been poor. Um, the uh, secondary has been exposed over the last two weeks. And one thing I asked Vic on Tuesday, excuse me, on Monday, are guys playing within the scheme, which is basically code for are they listening to you, or are they are they hunting for takeaways, or are they freelancing, as yeah, you put it? Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, I, to me, it looks like they're out of position because they're hunting for takeaways. Vic said, ah, no. No, they're, they're, they're following their assignments. We just got to coach them better. So, so you didn't believe
0: what Vic said, judging off that reaction.
1: Well, I mean, I, I would have liked to have a real conversation with them about it uh, instead of on the podium. Because, you know, OK, tell me then what's going wrong on these plays. But because uh, he said they're carrying out their assignments, they're just not. Doing their technique or something like that, or angles, whatever. So I followed on the coaches. So, I mean, yeah, you know, I, I said this earlier in the podcast. In some ways, you know, uh, this this uh, you know a quick a quick preparation week is probably best because it was tense here last week. Yeah, you, know, you know, that's when they were three and two. This would have been a really tense week if they were three and three and had like three or four days where they had to let, let it stew for a while.
0: First Orange Podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. And on Twitter at SIBetting. And speaking of betting, Sports Illustrated has been bringing fans deeper into sports since 1954. That's over 65 years of sports insights and knowledge, and six years before there was a professional football team in Denver. While other sports books know gaming, SI Sportsbook knows the game. It's betting built the combination of actual sports knowledge and true sports passion. It's a sports book for real sports fans because it's made by real sports fans. And it's a perfect time to get your bet in on the game right now at SI sportsbook.com. They got all the week seven lines up there right now. And our resident expert, Ryan O'Hallory will now offer some analysis on some of those lines. We'll save the Broncos Browns for last year and offer some predictions. Let's start at Philadelphia plus three and a half at Las Vegas coming off that one over the Broncos.
1: I tell you what, this is not a very good calendar of games on Sunday. I mean, there are a lot of dogs, a lot of double digit favorites. So I kept those off our little calendar here, Philadelphia, Played last Thursday, so they had a couple extra days to prepare. They're, they're getting they're a three and a half point favorite, or excuse me, underdog at the Raiders. You I know, mean, maybe the Raiders are in for a little bit of a letdown, but I think Philadelphia is just not very good. They're running out of bodies, so i have been going to pick the Raiders to uh, win and cover that three and a half.
0: And then Cincinnati plus six at Baltimore, who is cruising coming off that beatdown on the Chargers. Yeah,
1: and I thought the Chargers would have given the Ravens a very good game. I also thought the Bengals would lose at Detroit last week, and they blew out the Lions. So. You know, this is a house money game for Cincinnati. They're 4-2 on the road in division game. Baltimore's rolling right now. Bronco fans saw that. They've lost their opener. They've won five straight. They're going to make it six straight. I do think they're going to cover that six-point spread. And then Kansas
0: City, they've had their turnover issue so far. Patrick Mahomes at the center of that, but they ground to a win against the Washington football team this past Sunday. Does that give them a little traction heading into this matchup at Tennessee coming off a big win against the Bills on Monday night football Kansas City five-point favorites
1: yeah I think this is the game of the week and you know the Titans had a great win Monday night over the Bills with that fourth down I don't know if you want to call it a fourth down stop or did the Bills stop themselves on that play Uh, the Chiefs got their offense going they still can't stop anybody but they did in the second half against Washington Broncos fans will see Washington here in a week and a half. They're terrible. And it's comical to see that their expectations were high. But we we'll can talk about We can make fun of Washington next week. I do think the uh, Chiefs are getting five and a half. Uh, Chiefs are getting five and a half. I think they win, but Tennessee, I would take Tennessee with the points at home.
0: First Orange Podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, SI Sportsbook.com. So, final one, of course, Broncos, three and a half point underdogs at the Browns, and the over-under in that game, 42.5.
1: Well, I'm going to pick the over because that's sort of been the trend in Thursday night games where less preparation means more scoring, so I'll take the over on that. Um, I am going to take the Browns to cover that. It started off at 5.5. Now it's down to 3.5, and, and I'm going to pick the Browns
0: 24-17. I'm going to go also with the Browns, and as you'll read in Sunday's paper, I am done picking the Broncos. I think they're pretenders. You know, I tried to have some faith. You know, I guess a little selfishly because we want to cover a winning team here, but I got the Browns winning 24-14 handily despite all the injury issues that we mentioned before. So, I got the Browns easily covering that. So, that's my analysis there again. This is the first in Orange podcast presented by SI Sportsbook, SI Sportsbook.com. If you've tried other apps, you need to try SI Sportsbook and get the true fan experience. Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, the sports book that wrote the book on sports. And that'll just about do it for today's show. Appreciate you listening in to the First North Podcast presented by SI Sportsbook. This has been Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. Be sure to head to denverpost.com slash broncos for continued coverage of the team. And until next time, take it easy.